Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. I'd like to thank Rachel for being with us today, who is a teacher at the Positive Birth Company. And we were just... Saying something about the movie Alien. What, what? <laughs> I was just mentioning to Jed that when um, you're pregnant and you can start to see the baby moving um, in your bump, it's incredible and quite freaky in equal measure. So sorry, that was the comparison to Alien. It's, it's nice, was it? Because now we could put our hands here. I feel either the baby's feet or hands and they kind of like push and tickle and it's almost like you're communicating with your child already. It is. It's absolutely incredible. You start to feel like you know them. They start to kind of push you in kind of regular places that I found out. There was a kind of position that my daughter used to like to get into. She would always feel comfortable right up under my ribs. Yeah, it wasn't comfortable for me. (laughs) Are you you finding similar? Definitely it's the rib, rib jab or the one of the worst or the bladder yeah which then you can go to the toilet and within 10 minutes five minutes need to go to the toilet again it's a never ending battle so no it's very very good fun I remember it well (laughs) (laughs) so Rachel what do you specialise in then what are you here to teach us today well, I teach hypnobirthing for the Positive Birth Company, like you said, um, which is incredible. Um, so ultimately, hypnobirthing, if I just talk a little bit about what that means, because I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of kind of preconceptions about what it might be and maybe some misinformation about what it might be. Um, so hypnobirthing is antenatal education ultimately, um, where we look at very kind of specific um, areas to do with the science of pregnancy um, and and labor, what your body is doing on a muscular level, what your body is doing on a hormonal level to kind of understand exactly what's happening because it's not something we get taught right? It's not something that we learn in GTSE biology. It's not something that we have time to do in um, midwifery appointments, um, for example. Um, So we learned about the basic science of birth. We learn a lot about um, the impact of things like environment um, in the the bathroom. So whether you're in a labour ward, whether you're having a section and you're in the theatre or whether you're at home, um, having a home bath, the environment has a really, really big impact. And we learned about that. Um, and we also go through the kind of basic antenatal education of first stage labour, second stage labour, and third stage labour and areas like that. And what I think is incredible about the the Positive Birth Company Hitlerbirthing program is that we don't focus on one type of birth. Um, it's not just about a, a natural birth or a vaginal birth or, or whatever. It's a it's about learning about the various different circumstances that can occur within birth 
whether you're having an induction, uh, whether you're having a section, whether you're having a home birth, whether you're on a labor ward, it looks at all those areas so that you feel prepared and confident, whatever the situation. Now, you said about a muscular, sorry, what was it, a muscular? No worries. So you're learning about labor on a muscular level. So what's happening in your body, um, what's happening to your uterine muscles whilst you're in labor, and therefore why you might be feeling the sensations that you're feeling. And what is happening? Ultimately, your muscles are moving. Um, so you have two bands of muscles um, in the uterus. You've got your kind of thick inner layer, which is horizontal. And then you've got a vertical layer, which reaches up and over. And in your contractions or your surges, as we call them, they're moving. They move all the way to the top throughout your labor. And then when the baby is ready to come, you enter downstage labor and the muscles start moving downwards, which pushes the baby out. It's almost like a massage bed, isn't it? Do those muscles, is that specifically what they do? They don't serve any other function? That's ultimately what they do in labor, which, you know, they're working incredibly hard for a number of hours. Um, so it's really important to make sure that you're, you're energized, that you're hydrated so that those muscles can work effectively and efficiently. And what happens on the physical level? Um, so that's what's happening on a physiological level, but also what we do is look at, um, the hormonal kind of impact. Um, so what we do is there are lots of hormones required for birth, but for the, you know, the purposes of the hypnobirthing course, we just focus on two, which is, um, oxytocin, which is the best friend of labor and adrenaline, which is kind of the enemy of labor. Um, and we look at how you can maximize oxytocin production and how you can reduce adrenaline production to make for a better birth. And how do you reduce adrenaline? Ultimately, relaxation, being calm. Hypnobirthing. Exactly. So hypnobirthing is lots of different things all put together to kind of make for a calmer, confident birth. Um, but the, the crux of it um, is the reduction of adrenaline to keep you calm and relaxed. And the idea is that when you're calm and relaxed, your muscles can then more, work more efficiently, more effectively, so labor becomes more comfortable. Now, I thought adrenaline would work in a positive way due to when you're in trouble, your adrenaline kicks in and that is almost what saves you. So, so how is it, it against you? Yeah, so ultimately what we're looking at in labour is that, you know, a lot of women, because of the way we've been conditioned to think about labour and birth as a society, are frightened because when we think about how birth is presented in film, in documentaries, in books, whatever it is, it's usually something that can be quite frightening, quite scary, potentially traumatic. So we've been conditioned as a society to believe that birth is something we should be scared of. Um, So inevitably, we produce adrenaline when we're scared or frightened. But actually, that's the enemy of a good birth. 
um, what we need is you producing oxytocin. Now, that's the hormone that fuels labor. And the way that we can produce oxytocin, um, it's called the love hormone. Okay, so it's when you're feeling loved, when you're feeling happy, when you're feeling safe. Um, conditions where you might produce oxytocin or when you are being cuddled, um, when you're at home cozy in your bed, when you're having sex. Um, all of those times are periods where your body will produce oxytocin. So it's about recreating those conditions so that your body can produce that hormone to make for a more efficient, effective labour. And what things can help to increase... Um, I forgot my oxytocin. words. Oxytocin. The production of it. Yeah, feeling safe feeling um calm feeling loved that's why the birth partner we believe you know is so central um to hit the birthing and also why the environment is so so important because we all know the impact of when you're somewhere new or unfamiliar we feel it we feel a bit nervous we feel a bit on edge um so if you can create an environment where you feel relaxed, where you feel positive, where you feel calm, that's going to have a positive impact on the hormones that you produce. You'll be producing oxytocin rather than adrenaline, and that's going to help your muscles work effectively and efficiently, which makes it all much more comfortable. And I heard you mention earlier this three stages of labour. I haven't heard that before. What are the three stages? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that was a new one for me as well. And it's all of this stuff that once you know it, it seems obvious. But anything's obvious once you know it, right? So first stage labor ultimately is the longest stage. Um, it's the stage where your, your muscles, like I just spoke through, are kind of working really hard to go to the top of the uterus and they start moving downwards. Um, Typically, um, on average, it could be around 12 hours, particularly for a first birth. Um, second stage is usually much shorter. Um, that's when the muscles are pushing the baby out. So that's when you're pushing the baby out. That's when the muscles are working downwards and it's up until the baby arrives. And then third stage, which everyone's usually like, what? I've delivered the baby. There's another bit. I have to do something else. Um, but there is. Um, and it is quite different, but it's the, um, birthing of the placenta. So the placenta that has been obviously keeping the, the baby alive. Um, once the baby is out breathing on its own, obviously the placenta needs to come out as well. So that's your, your third stage. We often refer to it as a kind of, golden hour your third stage because so many important things um happen that that stage you birth your placenta but it's also your time your first kind of time with the baby on the outside so it's the skin to skin maybe establishing breastfeeding if that's what you choose to do um your uterus starts contracting back down to size there's so much going on in the body in the third stage how long does the third stage take? Um, I usually would say on average around about an hour. Okay. If it's going on much longer than that, then you might need some intervention. So you've got that all going on. So you're, like you mentioned, you're, you know, trying to spend some quality time bonding with your newborn and you've got all that going on down there. Are you even aware of it? 
um, you you are aware of it. I think I think there's an awful lot going on, as you said. You're besotted with your 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 new new little one um, on you. But um, I suppose it depends, woman to woman. I was quite quite aware of it. Other people less so. I think everything is so different, woman to woman, birth to birth. Um, it can really depend. And would you get, you wouldn't get those three stages with a C-section or does that, does your body still go through it? Um, it would be a different process. So your body would still go through it, but it's just a different way that it happens. So, um, ultimately, um, a C-section, you're going out there, the kind of rooftop, I suppose it's, is, is often um, referred to as, but yeah, you'll be going through the same process. Um, but it's just a different way of getting there. Are you yeah. scared? Of what part? <laughs> Start with the the first stage. You're in the delivery room pointing at me. You did this to me. Yeah. That's um, what she... Don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> Do hypnobirthing and you won't be scared. I've heard a lot about hypnobirthing. That obviously I've had hypnotherapy before. Mm-hmm. How much does it differ from that? It's, it's really different is what I would say. And I think initially when someone suggested the idea of hypnobirthing to me, I was a bit skeptical of it because I was just thinking of hypno. Um, and for me, it didn't really appeal. I thought I don't want to be hypnotized. All I could really think about was Paul McKenna, um, the hypnotist on TV, which is, I realise, a cultural reference which ages me massively. Um, but it's it's very different from his hypnosis. Really, the link um, between hypnosis and hypnobirthing is that we acknowledge that there is a mind-body connection. And ultimately, if we can change the way that we think about something, then we'll change the way that the body reacts. Sister, and that's the link. My sister listened to a meditation before giving birth, and then that kicked in twice for both her kids, and she said it was the best thing she could have done. It's incredible. It's really incredible. And I think once you realize how relaxation impacts the body physiologically, you become much more committed to the relaxation, the meditations, etc. You think, okay, it's going to have a really, a really tangible impact on on my muscles and, and how I experience labor. Are you able to give me an example of sort of how it, how the process works then today? Yeah. So for example, one of the things that um, we do in the Positive Birth Company is that we've got scripts of um, meditations and relaxations, um, which will hopefully get you into a state of deep relaxation. And during those parts of part of the scripts are about really positive messaging about birth, but also about you and your abilities as a birthing person. You know, you were struck, you're strong, you're designed to do this. It's giving those positive messages that we often, we often don't hear. And we hear the frightening messages and we hear the scary messages. And that really impacts how, how we think and how we feel about labor and then that has a physical impact so what we do in those relaxations and meditations is give positive affirmations about birth changing gradually the way that you feel what are the positive affirmations 
wish I had my script here. I could yeah. go through them with you. Um, if you do the course, you will absolutely go through them and you'll know them um, by heart. But it's, um, yeah, really, really simple affirmations like, you know, my body was designed to do this. Um, I look forward to meeting my baby confidently and calmly and just kind of the gradual steady drip feeding of those messages. So not like I'm going to be in a ton of pain shortly. This is going to be... This, you asked me am I scared. I'm not scared because I'm not giving birth. But if you keep imagining things, bad scenarios, it's anticipation anxiety creates the cortisol and... Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And the adrenaline, which the adrenaline. is so, so um, absolutely what we don't want you to be doing. So I think, you know, just from what you're saying here, I think you'd really benefit from yeah. a hypnobirthing course. Yeah, just I agree. kind of, you know, changing the mindset a little bit. And we, we often refer to the course almost like... Um, birth psychology we're reframing how we think and feel about birth by really practical strategies because yes I think my fear has started to creep in now now that we're you know at the last hurdle I'm in the third trimester and I think back to what friends have told me in the past Mm. of how painful their birth was how horrific um some have had really traumatic births including epidurals Mm -hmm. Um, long labours. Um, I remember every time I go for a tattoo, my friend would be like, I'd be, I might moan that it's going to be painful. And my friend would be like, you don't know what the pain is. Try yeah. childbirth. Yeah. So there's, it has been instilled from such probably a young age. Yeah. That this is going to be the most exp- uh, painful experience in my life. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, quite nervous now absolutely absolutely empathy there but and I think I think that's the way an awful lot of of birthing people feel about labor and that's why hypnobirthing is so important because we're we're working to change that narrative um I I felt nervous um when I when I first um got pregnant with my my first it was back in 2014 I was really nervous and that's how I came to to hit the birthing um I was nervous I was worried friends um had said things that had planted seeds that okay maybe I won't be able to do this maybe I won't be able to cope and of course that grows um and then I remember talking with a friend at work, um, and she mentioned hypnobirthing. Um, now, as I said earlier, I was quite skeptical. I think I smiled politely and then walked away making a face like, really, that's not going to be something I'm going to want to do. Um, it just sounded a bit airy fairy. And I thought, no, no, not for me. Anyway, the seed was planted. So I did a little bit of Googling, bit of research. Um, and I found a place that was local to me in Crystal Palace. So I thought, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to give it a go. Um, now, if I was skeptical, my partner was, you know, was sort of quite horrified that he was going to have to be involved in this. Hit, hit no what? Hit no bad thing? I have to go? What? Really? <laughs> um, so I said yes. Um, and I dragged him along. And honestly, after the first session, we were both total converse, converts, sorry, even. Um, it was, it was so different. Um, from what I expected, it was so commonsensical, 
was so practical. It was so evidence-based. Um, we took converts and immediately I just felt my mindset start to shift. And I just, I just felt like, okay, I'll, I'll manage. Whatever happens, I will cope. It gave me the tools to be able to do that confidently and calmly. And, and I would just say to you, my two births, without a doubt, the best days of my life. Wow. Absolutely. And I would do it again and again and again. In fact, that's a kind of, I think, um, Alicia, I have every, every month that I teach this course. I'm just like, mm, really want to have another one. <laughs> want to do it again. <laughs> Incredible. It's not going to persuade me to have a ton of kids, is it? <laughs> it may do. It may do. Honestly, I could do it if I could bottle that feeling of how I felt after giving birth. Oh my God, it's magical. I have never, I'm getting emotional. Now. I oh. do it every time I talk about it. But it's just, I have never felt more empowered. I have never felt so elated, euphoric, powerful, strong. And I thought, I thought I wouldn't be able to do it. And the, the incredible feeling afterwards. Oh, That's honestly. what my sister said. And, um, it was such a beautiful experience she went into a trance my sister does yoga and meditation apparently this stuff's been proven to work for thousands of years going back to mantras and stoic philosophy absolutely so you know i think jen's heard all these horror stories yes your story counters that my sister's story counters that yeah so these are the things that i think we should focus on jen yeah because my rational mind says to me it's it's natural um you know everyone does it and I don't know. It's there's the other side of my mind that says it's it's going to be a horror story. It's the same for me. I have fear of flying. Now the chance of dying in a crash is minuscule, isn't it? Absolutely. But then you, you watch air traffic controller flight seven hundred four took off from Paris <laughs> and over the Atlantic Ocean. That really <laughs> Watching enough of them and you, you're petrified. Absolutely. So I traumatize myself. Um, but it's not going to happen. And Jen tells me that all the time. So Jen, yeah. you've got to imagine right. Um, my fear is fear of birth and you're telling me these things aren't going to happen and and reverse what you're saying but think of it as birth what your fear of flying so what was your solution I've got fear of birth what would you say to me like you handled your situation with your fear of flying right how did you handle it we were going to Amsterdam he booked the Eurostar because he didn't want to fly (laughs) so that's like me Avoiding. booking a C-section. <laughs> what I'm saying is psychologically, what you're teaching me to not be afraid of, you've got to adopt that yourself, but think of it as fear of birth. Honestly, I cannot recommend it enough. I, I, was, I was the same as you. And I th- as I said, I think so many birthing people are because of the messages we've been exposed to. But it's about changing that narrative. These birth stories, these positive birth stories that I've had that your sister had, they're there, they're out there. There, there are millions of them. We just don't hear about them. Oh, we hear is the horror, isn't That's it? That's it. That's yeah. it. Because, you know, it, my birth story, if I was to tell it to you now, it's quite boring. You know, it's not an entertaining story. It's beautiful for me. Um, but it was, it was, you know, not a, a kind of story that you'd want to tell people because I suppose it doesn't create excitement or anything. It, you know, it just, it went well. Um, I managed, I used my tools, my baby arrived and I felt amazing. 
So what does Jen have to actually do to put this into practice before the birth? Yes. Okay, so what I would suggest, I mean, with the Positive Birth Company, there are a number of ways that you can do this. Um, So we have the digital pack, which is a really, really accessible way of accessing um, hypnobirthing. Um, So it's £39, and it's a full comprehensive antenatal education program. And you can watch it, you can listen to it whenever you need to. And it will teach you all the tools, all the relaxations, all the meditations, but also, like I said, you know, the kind of knowledge of the muscles, the hormones, the different stages to help you remain calm, confident, and in control. So I'd really recommend the digital pack, but also we do um, in real life courses with teachers um, every weekends and every evenings. Um, and also we have online Zoom courses. I really think you would enjoy them. But if I if I was to say one takeaway from the hypnobirthing course... Um, it would be the breathing technique that we teach. I've heard a lot about that. It's incredible. It's a game changer. And it, honestly, I still use it. I really do. So it, it will work for you beyond pregnancy. I was using it on the train here because I was a little bit nervous. Oh, um, <laughs> but it's incredible. It's, um, it's called up-breathing. Um, so it's simply in for four, through the nose, and out for eight, through the mouth. And we do four repetitions of that. Now, if you can't get to eight, particularly you, Jen, you know, you might be compromised with your lung capacity if baby is digging into your ribs. Yes. But as long as the out-breath is longer than the inhale. So maybe four and six you could do. And it's just a really beautiful, um, calming breathing technique that can help get you through each surge or contraction. Um Typically, a surge will last around 60 seconds and then you will have your little breaks in between. So if you're doing that breathing, it can really help get you through your surge. For me, it was a total game changer. It helps to maintain the calm, um, the heart rate, um, keeping you nice and calm and relaxed. But it's with amazing. the up breath, is it not compromised because all of your organs are being... Squash. Not a lot of people talk about that, actually. What happens to your organs during pregnancy? Yeah. Have you seen videos? No. It's, it's amazing. It's incredible. Squishes all of them up into your body. The so, baby is compressing them. Yeah. My my organs at this moment are being... They've all moved. They're all getting squashed. So that's why I get out of breath. Does that affect your digestion and stuff? Yeah. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously that's why I'm more frequent peeing and things like that. Um, but no, it, it works really well, even though that is the case. But obviously, like I said, if you're finding the out-breath a bit challenging because you're a bit breathless, just as long as it's about five, six seconds, um, that can still work really well. And like I said, it's something that I still use to calm me down to this day. It's it's just honestly a game changer. And when we get the birth stories back from women that we've taught, from birthing people that we've taught or accessed our, our resources, they regularly say, it was the upbreathing that was a real game changer and that enabled them to, to manage when they go into that zone then of that breathing, do they visualize as well? 
Exactly. So visualizations are really um, kind of important part of our, what we call hypnobirthing toolbox. Um, so it might be a visualization um, that you just mind particularly relaxing. So it might be a lovely beach, you know, or it might be your garden or, or whatever, something you find relaxing to accompany the breathing. Or it might be something like a visualization of a movement. So for example, with the up breathing, you're doing your up breathing when your muscles are moving upwards. Okay, this to the top of the uterus. So if you think of upward motion, it's often really quite helpful. So it might be a sunrise, it might be a balloon taken off in the air, might be whatever works for you. Now, what I would say is what works for one person might not work for another. You may try that and go, no, absolutely not, out the window. Give everything a fair shot is what I would say. And then you take what works for you. Ultimately, the most important thing is that you're relaxed you're calm and you're confident. And that's what hypnobirthing gives you the tools to be. If Jen is practicing the meditation of hypnobirthing, does she need to do that solo? Or is it something a partner I could do with her as well? We really advocate partners being involved throughout the whole journey. Um, so when you you book a hypnobirthing course, um, there's a place for two people, the birthing person and a birth partner. Um, we really advocate that you do it together as much as possible um, because the birthing partner really can be transformative in the whole thing. You know, it's a really important part of the labour process and it's something that I think really irritates me personally, <laughs> which is the um, the really negative representation and depiction of birth partners in films and on programmes. If we think of what birth partners are made to look like, it's often quite, you know, running around like a headless chicken or fainting or, or just yeah. being a bit helpless <laughs> and not knowing what to do and I think that's a really damaging portrayal because actually they have loads of really practical things they can be doing to support the birthing person but unless you're shown you know this is a a good birthing partner unless we see that how do you know what to do so it's important again that we change the narrative and that's a big part of what we do in hypnobirthing because I love meditation have you done much meditation Jen little bits here and now i'm not i'm not that experienced to be fair did you enjoy what you did it's quite i'm quite i find it quite difficult to concentrate yeah yeah and that's really common jen like was definitely the way with me to begin with i'd start the meditation i'd be thinking right what am i gonna eat later on or (laughs) what am i doing for work tomorrow etc but it's it's not to just kind of give up and think that it's not working like anything meditation and relaxation is a skill and the more you do it the better you get at it so if you find your mind wandering just acknowledge okay mind's wandered then bring it back to the relaxation try again but I can imagine it being quite a mental battle on the, on the day evening of me going okay right I'm calm I'm calm but then these thoughts creeping in of saying this is how this is painful mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to be able to balance that quite easily so but what I would say is a lot of the work with hypnobirthing is done before the event okay so it's the it's the prep that you do okay so it's 
it's all the relaxations and all the meditations and all the different tools that we give you beforehand that will make a difference on the day or night. Most people go to bed, uh, into birth at night, uh, into birth, into labor at nighttime. So we often say that. Um, those things will make a difference to how you're feeling on that day. You may not even consciously think about the hypnobirthing process when you're in labor. You just focus on your breathing and getting into a good position. Okay. But all the work, all the relaxation will have made a positive impact on you already because you'll be less fearful and you will have your hypnobirthing toolkit there to use the strategies, whether it's massage, whether it's breathing, whether so, it's... Sorry, he massages me, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah you're know. massaging. We've already no started one. that part. Yes. <laughs> good, There's good. A, night, a nightly shoulders and feet. Lovely, mm. fantastic. So you, you're on the right lines. We've got really specific <laughs> techniques that we teach um, around massage that are really good for oxytocin production. So that's one of the other things that you will you will learn once you start a hypnobirthing course if you start the hypnobirthing course so it's like anything in life have you ever trained for something swimming or yeah swimming yeah you, then the, the, it comes the day of the event where you've got to compete and, and you're all your training is going to kick in isn't it yeah uh, even though you're full of nerves that is just the energy to keep you go, go through it going through it then all your training is going to kick in and you're going to get through it way better there's someone who's never trained before in their life. I, now, I admire how confident you are at the moment, <laughs> but he's not the one who's going having to go through this. But it's and you're going to get there. It, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think you're a really good cheerleader. And that's it. Cheerleader, that's exactly what a birth partner Cheerleaders can be. Cheerleaders are required? And advocate. <laughs> Not next. <laughs> advocate and cheerleader. You know, what we say is that you're on their side. You are by their side. Go, Jen. Go, Jen. That's oh, it. He's going to annoy me. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he may do. He may do. Test those pregnancy hormones. <laughs> daily. Um, so, no, is there a difference? I, I wanted to ask this between... A young woman, perhaps, let's say age range between 18 and late 20s, compared to a woman in her 30s, 40s, like myself, giving birth and how they perceive the pain barrier. Um, it's not something that I've particularly noticed in my teaching or in my own birth experience. I was 32 when I had my first and 35, I think, when I had my um, second. And it's not something that I've been particularly aware of at all. Um, I think, you know, so many women have different experiences, different, um, different contexts, different levels of stress and anxiety, which will impact upon them. But ultimately, whatever your starting position, hypnobirthing will help. It will help. And whatever the circumstances of your birth, it will help. We can never say that if you do this, the outcome will be X. Of course, you wouldn't be able to say that. There are too many variables. But what we can say is that whatever your circumstances, hypnobirthing is helpful. Mm. Yeah, so Rachel, so recently I had two hours of dental surgery. They said it was going to be so painful that to split it into two one-hour sessions two weeks apart. 
And it got to the point where as my brain's rattling, I just went into my mantra that I'd rehearsed mm. back in America years ago. Mm. And I just drifted off somewhere else and it took me to this peaceful place. So when you rehearsed for your birth through hypnobirthing, did you go into a mantra kind of scenario like I described? Um, if I'm honest, I wasn't as kind of um, aware of it on the day. Like I was saying before, it was almost like I'd done the prep. I'd had a, a mind shift in how I was thinking and feeling about birth. Um, so for me, one of the most important things was the the breathing, um, the getting myself into the the best positions, um, and also the environment was absolutely key for me. Um, so in in hypnobirthing, we often talk about um, the five senses. So we think about the five senses as as humans, as mammals, we, we read our environment through our senses. So in labour, we want to make sure that each of those senses are met with the treat so we can feel com- comfortable, confident, calm. Um, so setting up the environment to be conducive to a comfortable labour is really important. So think about what you can see. Okay, so glaring lights, you're not necessarily going to feel really comfortable. But if you have nice, low, twinkly lights and the dimmer switch changes things altogether, we associate it with relaxation. Okay, so then we might go to smell. You know, label wards are known for their lovely smells. Really? Um, well, you know, hospitals <laughs> in general, hospitals in general doesn't don't always have lovely smells. So think about maybe bringing an essential oil with you, um, a room spray, a perfume, an aftershave that you really like. Um, and then we we think about um, the sounds um, that we hear are really important to how we're feeling. So have you got music? Wasn't it Mariah Carey who gave birth to her own music? You were saying yesterday. Did yeah. Love it. She, to Love it. her twins. So who was it? It wasn't you who told me yesterday. No, I was on the phone to one of my friends mm. then. He said <laughs> Mariah Carey, while giving birth to her twins, had a, her own music playing so they could come out to her wonderful singing her voice. voice. I can and record so you singing, Jen, if you want. That's what, no, <laughs> I didn't want to come out. <laughs> What kind of song? What would you like? What's your favourite karaoke? Karaoke. <laughs> I can't honestly. I have to see really deep, deep man voice. Um, you can have like Nancy Sinatra. These boots yeah. made for walking or something. Lovely. Are you allowed to bring in your own music then? So if we were to bring like um, a Bluetooth player speaker and incense well, they might be a bit funny about that one wouldn't they um so you wouldn't want to burn anything obviously and you wouldn't want no uh, you know real candles etc yeah. but you can get those that were led night lights you could bring in the essential oils and put it on a hanky or on your wrist whatever works but yeah absolutely with the music um so if you're giving birth in a birth center for example a lot of them are kitted out with like ipod docs and stuff because they they know the benefit of relaxation they know the benefit of you feeling good you're having your stuff around you your music playing so you know they're set up for it um so i would start thinking about your birth playlist well it'd be um electro house wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> amazing whatever works whatever makes you feel good happy whatever's going to get the oxytocin flowing 
We're not putting strobes and glow sticks in your hospital bag, Jen. <laughs> I remember I had three albums on, on loop. My husband was sick of it by the end of it, but it was Adele, Jesse Ware, and Notice Reading. That, that was They're all quite I have calming, for calming, yeah. Exactly. I, I understand quite that. Calming. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh, God, my music taste is going uh. to be erratic. Whatever works for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I also read somewhere yesterday, and it is Google, um, that the baby can hear my music I'm listening to through my like AirPods headphones. Do you know if that's true? I know that they can hear a lot more than we might think. I don't know specifics, but you know, things like talking to your baby, both um, the birthing person and the birthing partner, that can be really, really powerful to get the familiar um, with those voices are obviously going to be so important um, when they're born. Um, it's it's one of the reasons that after the labor, the skin to skin is is so important, both with birthing person and partner. So Sean has to sit there with his top off, um, obviously myself. So the baby goes from oh, me to you. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, you know, all of those. If you think, you know, that, that baby has been this beautiful, heavenly cocoon, like all watery and gorgeous, warm, hasn't had to think about anything, but all it knows ultimately when it is born has been removed it's all of a sudden feeling cold it's all of a sudden feeling you know seeing really bright lights etc all it knows is your smell your scent your heartbeat your voice so it's so so important that's directly where the baby goes and, and then department and does he like me more because he's lived in my belly for nine months <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so, yeah. <laughs> so during birth, is it advisable that we turn off things like these, these lights we have on here for filming, which are pretty garish and are in your face? Yeah, absolutely. I would think about creating a really calming environment. You almost want to recreate a spa environment. You know, there's a reason why they use really low lights and that's because it encourages relaxation. You know, if you think about, you know, the reason they have really bright lights and in interrogation rooms is because, <laughs> you know, ultimately you're more uncomfortable. Um, and we're always kind of more on edge when we're being observed. Um, so if you think about creating an environment where there is privacy, where there is safety, where there is relaxation, you're going to feel calmer. Therefore, your body is going to work more effectively. And what we always encourage people to do on the hypnobirthing course is think about how our fellow mammals give birth. Um, and think about where they go to give birth. So if, if you've have had cats or dogs, in the house and they've given birth, where do they go? They tend to go into a really small, quiet, private, dark space. So like behind a sofa, um, under a bed, you know, cupboard under the stairs, something like that, because it's warm, it's safe, it's undisturbed, it's dark. Now we think about the environment that traditionally we as a species go to give birth. It's a hospital. And it's the exact opposite environment in many ways. It's loud. It's unfamiliar. It's bright. It's somewhere that we may have negative associations with anyway. 
And so all those things will um, create a sense of fear and anxiety in us. That's not to say you don't go to a hospital. If that's your choice, then of course, that's where you, you go to give birth. But there are things you can do to make the environment more conducive to, to a comfortable labor, to make it more relaxing, dim those lights, put your little LEDs around, bring your smells bring pictures you know all of those things that are going to make a real impact on how you feel about the environment is it true that those animals also eat the afterbirth the placenta Placenta. yes some do and and some birthing people do um that is totally up to you (laughs) there are there is a process um where you can um freeze dry the presenter and then it's encapsulated so that's something that that you might consider i definitely am for him yeah not for myself <laughs> there we go so like is it okay because i think a lot of people who perhaps haven't watched this video haven't done hypnobirthing courses um would be quite nervous of going you know they're in the hospital room all the lights are on nurses coming in out the room doctors whatever they might be a bit nervous to be like t- to take control yeah. and say I don't want these lights on I want this music on I yeah like I I think I would have been nervous to yeah. to question anything any of my surroundings yeah. thinking they know best mm. I think that's a really really important point and I think that's what the hypnobirthing course can give you the confidence to ask questions Uh, the confidence to know that actually this is my body my baby my birth and it is important that I am able to have the environment that I I would like and actually I think what many people find is that hospitals are on board with this when I trained to be a hypnobirthing teacher the vast majority of the people that I trained with were actually midwives um, so many of the hospitals, the, the labor wars, the birth centers are absolutely on board with this. This won't be unusual that you say, can we dim the lights? Can I have my music on? It would just be a matter of you doing it and where they can facilitate it. They will because they know the impacts, the positive impact of you being calm, relaxed and you being in control of your body, your baby is absolutely vital to your birth experience. I've just looked at some facts actually on Google and I wanted to put them past you of the benefits of hypnobirthing. So one of the, the top one is a shortened labour. Yeah, so for some people, they will experience a, a shorter labour. Well, for some, it won't be for all. So for me, my first labour was four hours. It, it was swift, particularly for a first labour. Um, and that may be to do with the sense of relaxation. So therefore, your muscles are working effectively and efficiently. Your mind, your fear is not getting in the way of your muscles. Therefore, everything can can pro- progress well. Um Yes, that's something that some women, some birthing people can experience. Not all. No. And the next one is uh, lessen the need for interventions. 
Yeah, absolutely. So because your body is working more efficiently, because you're relaxed, um, there may be um, a, a lesser need for intervention. Um, so interventions are usually in place in order to assist the, the mum or the baby if they're in distress at all, to help the baby come out more quickly because they, they need the baby out. Um, but if your body is, is relaxed and doing that already... There's, there's no need for oh, that. I'm sorry, what are interventions? So intervention is a, a, a medical process that might um, need to be in place to, to help the baby come, to help the baby on its way. Okay. So it could be something like a, a pain relief, epidural, it could be something like forceps, um, episiotomy, etc. things like that. Okay. There was also... We've got on this list, naturally managed pain. Obviously, we, we know we covered that. Mm-hmm. Given a feeling of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I'd like, yeah, if you could explain. Yeah. A result in healthy babies. I think I would probably just say that ultimately a, a kind of calm birth um, is helpful for mum and for baby. I'm not sure what exactly they mean kind of specifically in that but um a calm birth is going to have benefits for mum and baby and uh, obviously we covered this one help women who've experienced trauma about 40 percent of women are scared of birth i didn't know that was that high yeah yeah it's it's really high and like i said you know it's no surprise with the way that we've been conditioned to believe that birth is through the media um and through like you said earlier through you know hearing um not particularly positive birth stories from well-meaning friends or relatives all of it creating a really skewed narrative the birth is scary when that's simply not the case for for every birthing person. I mean, yeah, every film I've watched where there's a woman giving birth, it has been a horror show, hasn't it? Like, I can't think of one film where the woman's quite relaxed. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. they're meant to dramatise, obviously, films, but... That's it. That's it, exactly. If you think about the, the various different... Um, documentaries or films or programs you know they're there to entertain so they'll be edited in such a way that it's entertaining you know they'll they'll include the most um complex birth stories they'll add a dramatic soundtrack you know heartbeat or something in the background um they'll make sure there's a shot of you know midwives or obstetricians running down a corridor all of it giving the sense the birth is scary when actually, like I was saying earlier, there are so many really positive birth stories. We just don't hear them. So it's about seeking them out because that's really important for you, Jen. What about the program One Born Every Minute? They don't show any hypnobirthing on there that I'm aware of. Um, not in any episodes that I've seen. Um, like I said, because, you know, those straightforward births where there isn't much drama aren't there? the most entertaining and won't pull in the most viewers i put me off having kids for a few years that have you have you watched it it's uh yeah documentary on following women around giving birth in a and e it's quite brutal 
But all of it, you know, it, it, we call it a documentary, which would suggest, oh, this is real life. This is what it looks like. But actually, as we know, it's edited. There's a soundtrack. They're handpicked stories, all those things. So actually, the most important thing for you, I would say, is to watch some positive birth stories, real birth stories, and watch some videos on YouTube. That's the equivalent of me watching air crash investigation documentaries. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, it can have such a positive impact. So if you go onto the Positive Birth um, website, um, you will see links to positive birth videos and seeing actually what birth looks like. Um, and it's very different. It's calm, confident, positive. And that's what you need to see, Jen, right now. Jen, before do. you got pregnant... I know you've got fear of the birth part, but did you have fear of the this part now? The growing, yeah. You did, but now you're actually doing it. Oh, God, it is a battle of your mind. Um, <laughs> you you look at all the changes in, in the mirror, and I was quite small. I was about size eight before mm-hmm. pregnancy. Mm. And you're watching, first of all, my boobs went huge. Um, then obviously the stomach started. Now my stomach's overtaken my boobs. Yeah. And, so, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. There's days where you look at it, you look at yourself and this is from a pure, I guess, selfish, selfish perspective of like, Oh my God, my body's changing. I'm not used to this. Will I ever get it back? Um, and then the other part of myself going, okay, well, you are having a child right now and sort of reasoning with my head. Mm-hmm. Do you have a lot of women come to you and sort of in that panic? Um, I don't I, I think by the time they get to me, it's so focused on the, the kind the of labour and stuff. Um, but I, I totally see what you're saying. Can I just say I think you look incredible. Oh, thank genuinely. you. Genuinely. Um, but also it's just acknowledging, yes, okay, all these things are changing and I look different, but just how incredible and powerful your body is right now. You've made a baby. There is a human inside you. You know, you're just so incredible. The human body and, you know, everything that's going on now that you can't even see, like the, the, the hormones that you'll be creating in order to make space for the baby. So the relaxing that will be enabling your pelvis to open. Um, will be enabling your cervix to soften. All of that is happening at the moment. It's, it's a miracle. It's magical. It's incredible. Everybody, including me, says Jen looks glowing, amazing. Gorgeous. So healthy, oh, gorgeous. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. Sean's fascinated by my linear negra. Sean <laughs> <laughs> and James are like, what is a linear negra? It's a it black is. line that goes from your... It's just the Like down to there goes all through your belly it's caused by hormones isn't it yeah Yeah, absolutely I've I don't know the origins and I haven't got any kind of um kind of specific scientific evidence but my understanding is the reason the kind of evolutionary reason that that happens is because when the baby is born it can only see in black and white the path to the it's the path I was thinking that it's the path to the nourishment's path to that's where your nipples get darker yeah yeah (laughs) 
Absolutely. It's incredible. No, it's it makes absolutely sense. Absolutely incredible. No. Yeah. Obviously, I love it. I love it. I feel like I'm learning more about birth every single day and the, the pregnant body. And it's absolutely fascinating. And it's nothing short of a miracle. What is the most fascinating fact about Oh. Birth. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, or I babies. think that's pretty good. I think for me, it was um, acknowledgement that it's the baby that triggers the labour process. So what? it kind of so he decides. Yeah, ultimately he or she. Um, yeah, so it's nothing to do with the due date, etc. It's the baby that kind of ultimately decides when they're ready. And when they're ready, they will release a hormone um, into the um, amniotic fluids, the waters. And that's then what triggers your body to go into labour. So it really is when baby's ready. So is there any telltale signs when this happens that I've got to look out for? Well, generally, tell, um, signs to look out for prior to labour that might suggest that it's soon or it's imminent. Um, there's kind of three things that we'd look out for. So the first thing is, is that you would look out for the mucus plug, um, which is, as it sounds, a small kind of plug of mucus that sits kind of at the, the top of the cervix that ultimately um, protects the baby from infection for anything getting up and infecting the baby. When the cervix starts to soften, ripen, um, dilate, ultimately that will come loose and it will fall out. Sorry, I've heard of this plug. What does it look like? I just keep visualising like a bath plug. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not dissimilar in size. Um, there, I'm going to say there are galleries. There are galleries that you can go on to have a look at what a mucus plug looks like. Oh, I think it's on Baby Centre. Um, but yeah, essentially, I'm going to... Say it like it is. It's just like a giant, gigantic, gigantic snot um, that that can come out whole um, and might fall into the loo or into your knickers, and it's really clear what it is. Or it's something that might come away gradually, and it might just like you've got increased discharge that day. Um, but it's something to be mindful of because it shows that your cervix is getting ready for the labour. And that's before your waters break? Now, it kind of depends. So woman to woman, birthing person to birthing person, it depends. So some people may lose their mucus plug and never notice. Um, So that's really important to remember. Um, There is no kind of pattern necessarily on how things will happen for you so for example you know if we're to believe what we see in the media we think okay mucus plug then waters then surges or contractions then the baby that doesn't happen in that order for every person so for me for example with my first I did have the that order mucus plug waters um, contractions or surges. But then for my second, no, no sight of the mucus plug. Surges started. Waters went right at the end just before I had, had my son, like wow. minutes before. 
So I, you can't kind of give a, a kind of hard and fast pattern on what it will look like. It's too variable from person to person. But they are the three signs, your your mucus plug, um, your waters, um, and your surges. And no, not. Jen, I'm not eating the mucus plug. I don't think that one's for like human consumption, no. Okay. no. That's, no. That sounds absolutely awful. No. I'm going to be looking out for that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Once you're kind of attuned to it all, it's really fascinating, really fascinating. But like I said, there's loads of information um, online from really amazing sources, like the... Um, uh, the birth center or baby center, I think it's called, but also, of course, the, uh, the positive birth company. The Instagram is just a, a wealth of information. Um, the website, um, and if you do a course, um, you get access to a private Facebook group, um, where you can access different birth stories, resources, information. It's an incredible resource. It really is. So talking about those, uh, free, warning signs very clear ones at what point do you grab the hospital bag and we talked i asked you about this before filming mm. what do you actually put in your hospital bag because i've read so many different things okay so let's let's go for the hospital bag i think that's really important now what i would always suggest is that you've got a number of small little bags with different things in okay because you're going to need things for you things for your partner things for the baby, things for the environment. So you don't want it all chucked in one bag. So when you're looking for something you need, you just want in nappies or pants or whatever. Um, so I would say have a little bag for baby um, where you might have nappies, cotton wool, vest, you know, depending on what time of year it is, hat, etc. cetera. Um, then you want a bag for you. Of course, and you want, might want to think about what you want to wear in labour, what you feel comfortable in. Maybe it will be, if you're having a water birth, a bikini top. Um, maybe it will be your normal pyjamas because they make you feel comfortable and relaxed. Uh, maybe it will be a brand new nightdress. You know, whatever it is that makes you feel good. Um, I would think about snacks. I keep hearing that snacks and, yeah, that's... Put yeah. my ears up. Important. Very important. You know, you're about to embark on essentially what is the equivalent of a marathon. You need to be energized. You need to be hydrated. Um, and you don't want... Jen <laughs> wants me to ice pack ice. a load of popsicles because you can't stop eating yes. popsicles. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. So get your ice ice box, get yeah. that all sorted. Whatever it is that makes you feel good, what you don't want to think is on um, some rubbishy little snack from the the gift shop or whatever, or no. from the hospital shop. You want to know in that bag is your favourite chocolate or your favourite fruit or whatever it is. Thing is, I'm, I'm not no good with temptation. If I buy my favourite snacks now and put them in my hospital bag, they'll be gone by the time I go to hospital. <laughs> Pack lots. Pack lots. That's it. That is the key there. Um, but the, also just think about, you know, there might be periods of time where you feel able to watch a nice program, watch some friends, watch something that makes you feel good. Laughing, you know, get the oxytocin flowing, that sort of thing. Um, maternity pads, maternity knickers, bras, all of those things, you can be really important. 
I would also think about packing a bag for your, your partner, your pack a bag, obviously, in case you need to stay overnight. You don't want to be, you know, having to leave to come home to get a toothbrush or whatever or new pants. Um, have that all there prepped. Um, and then I would have a little bag for the environment. So we spoke about the importance of making that room comfortable, safe, familiar for you. Um, and this will really be your job, Sean, because of course, Jen's not going to be thinking about setting up, um, lights or whatever else. She's just going to be breathing and getting herself in a good position. Of course. Phone rings before. (laughs) So you will have your bag and you will go in there and go, right, I'm getting my LED lights out. I'm closing these curtains. I'm getting the essential oils out. I'm getting her favorite pictures. I'm getting her favorite blanket. And you will set that up to make that a really comfortable, lovely environment to give birth. I can vision it now, my Moroccan dream. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Sounds perfect. It's whatever works for you. And, you know, what makes one birthing person feel comfortable is different to another. And I think that's really important. So discuss it as a couple. Sit there and think about what is it that actually is going to really, really work for me. Photo of Boomer. Oh, no, (laughs) definitely my dog. Okay. (laughs) So... Um, uh, perfect. Well, that leads me to a question then of how he's going to film the birth then while I'm being relaxed. He wants to live stream it and put it on YouTube. I'm just joking about right. that. <laughs> We're going to film the birth, not Lovely. live stream it. Right. <laughs> Lovely. I think, you know, it's it's something that a number of women um, and birthing people that I've taught have have done um some people in fact Siobhan um the founder of the company had an official birth photographer oh you can bring up Lynn but he's in Essex Uh, we don't think when the waters break you can can go that fast (laughs) it's you know I have to say it's a, a regret of mine that I didn't have someone there to photograph it. Maybe wow. I don't know if I would have videoed it. I think I'm I'm very aware of my grunting and my mooing and potential swearing <laughs> when I was in labour. Um, but the photo certainly, it's a bit of a regret that I don't have that. And if I ever had another one, oh. I would absolutely have a birth photographer. See, I thought you were going to tell him off for that, and you've actually said how positive that is. <laughs> no, I just, you know, it's so beautiful it's so incredible and to have a kind of keepsake of that i just think it's something that you wouldn't regret um and seeing siobhan's pictures particularly oh honestly incredible (laughs) absolutely incredible how are we going to manage this then with james and essex i'll do it there you go well you may, may have other jobs to do so you tripods. You want to think- <laughs> tripods. <laughs> James will let me keep, keep some of this equipment. <laughs> you'll be cheerleading. You'll be breathing with her. You'll be holding hands. You might be getting water. You know, all of those things. You're going to be busy. So Take, gonna taking tripods. body blows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you been present during many births then? I haven't, no, no, no. So it's something that I, I would love to do, actually. I'm actually training at the moment to be a doula. Um, so hopefully it's something I'll experience very soon. But otherwise, it's just from seeing really beautiful birth videos and 
obviously I was present for my own, which were incredible um, experiences. As I said, I've you know just could do it again and again. Well, we have an opening. <laughs> wow honestly hit me up I would love absolutely love that thanks Rachel <laughs> thank um, you tell the viewers a bit about more about why they should um, check out the positive birth company I just in the birthing itself is just so incredible but what the positive birth company are doing what we're doing is just so unique I would say because what we're doing is making antenatal education and postnatal education actually accessible. Um, when I first embarked on my Hintner birthing course, you know, it's hundreds of pounds. It's expensive. And not all people um, are able to afford that. I was really fortunate that I was. So I think a really important part um, for me, and I absolutely know for Siobhan, was that actually this shouldn't be exclusive. This should be something that is available to all birthing people. And that's why I think it's so incredible that we've got free um, Hitler birthing videos, uh, breastfeeding videos yeah, on YouTube with the Positive Birth Company. The digital pack costs £39 for a full comprehensive hypnobirthing course. It really is, and it just means that actually more and more people can benefit um, from this, this antenatal education. We'll get the digital pack after this video ends. Definitely. And can people worldwide um, get this stuff? Absolutely. It's available worldwide. Hundreds of thousands of people are now using it. It's, it's incredible. And I think you will never, ever regret doing that. Well, Ziggy's excited. He's literally kicking my There you go. Ziggy's on board. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So for the viewers watching this, then, if you enjoyed it, let us know in the comments. We'll put all of Rachel's links in the description box below this video. So if you are a pregnant woman out there and, you know, you want to try hypnobirthing, check it out. An easy birth, yeah. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Thank Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 